there were also layoffs in the tech sector and a sharp rise in black unemployment that pushed up the overall jobless rate. It's a snapshot of a complicated, wobbly economy with stubbornly high inflation and the specter of a recession. Pessimism's having a late spring to remember. In a recent Gallup poll, 55% of people believe their financial situation is only fair or poor. Half say it's worsening. Fewer Americans, less than two in three, have $400 squirreled away for an emergency. As of today, we've come to Twitter, which we hope will be the shortwave radio under the blankets. We're told there are no gatekeepers here. If that turns out to be false, we'll leave. But in the meantime, we are grateful to be here. We'll be back with much more very soon. Entity, we'll hear more Thanks, as James Public. Comer is now speaking at the Today, Capitol. Let's listen. FBI officials confirmed that the unclassified FBI-generated record has not been disproven and is currently being used in an ongoing investigation. The confidential human source who provided information about then-Vice President Biden being involved in a criminal bribery scheme is a trusted, highly credible informant who has been used by the FBI for over 10 years and has been paid over six figures. These are facts and no amount of spin and frankly lies from the White House or congressional Democrats can change this information. At the briefing, the FBI again refused to hand over the unclassified record to the custody of the House Oversight Committee. And we will now initiate contempt of Congress hearings this Thursday. The auto industry is feeling the pressure to deliver the next generation of cars. As technology continues to advance, automakers are shifting to electric vehicles. But how will that transition affect the bottom line? Joining me now is Ford CEO Jim Farley. So I want to start really big picture. Is Ford building electric vehicles because it wants to or it's being forced to? Do you think EVs are, are better than their internal combustion predecessors? For some vehicle, uh, some customers they are, but not for everyone. <laughs> if you're if you're pulling a fifth wheel in in Wyoming, you you probably don't want to own an electric vehicle. But if you have three cars in your household and one's for you know short distances running around town or you know a hundred two hundred mile range, it's a better car. Uh, I want to just start by um, just noting that I hope that we can all commend the Biden-Harris administration for their actions to prevent a serious disorder at the border following the expiration of Title 42, which I believe was the right decision. Because we know that Democrats, President Biden, folks in the House and the Senate, we're team reasonable, we're team normal, we're team get stuff done. your eye like a bigger pizza pie that's amore when the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine that's amore welcome back everybody to the unregulated podcast this is episode number 135 here on thursday june 7th and i am your co-host tom Pyle. And I'm everyone's favorite disappointment, Mike McKenna. Hey, my friend. It's been uh, a fun week this week, huh? 
I guess so. Lots of good stuff happening. I really don't remember Setting much up of coalitions it. Coalitions. <laughs> yeah. Making things happen <laughs> just, here. Just in like the, it used in to the be. nation's capital. Just like it used to be. Making it happen, everybody. Well, welcome to the program. Um, apparently, the economy is a little wobbly, and most people don't have. Yeah, the four hundred bucks number, the four hundred dollar number. Any money in their savings anymore, and That's and been, we are heading for a, according to our producer, one of the clips I didn't put in here. Uh, even the the world economic types say this is one percent global growth coming up here in the next year or so so yeah it, it you know that 400 bucks that's been asked some some genius pollster came up with that about 10 years ago has been asking it ever that since Mike McKenna or? no no no, no it okay. wasn't me i wish it was though yeah, i wish it was because it's a great question to ask like it is. could you survive like a, a family emergency that involved more than 400 bucks yep. without calling friends or whatever and the answer has always been like no. You know, Dave Ramsey says you got to have three to six months expenses. Yeah, I think these guys live in la la land. I really do. I'm like, I, they must not know anybody. James Comer, it is official. The man is going to be announcing contempt of Congress resolution. Yeah, that it, it strikes fear into the hearts of everybody. Just ask Eric Holder, who's still out on like what a half a dozen contempt of Congress warrants. I mean, you know, it's it's. Criminal bribery scheme. Is this what's going to happen? What's game this out for? I already me? told Is you it's going to be. Happen. I've said this all along. All right, say it again. People need I to forgot. pay attention. I'm not. I don't have a very good memory. They're gonna. They're gonna give him some some misdemeanor beefs, and they're gonna let him sign a some kind of. They're gonna let him allocute, and they're gonna, you know, give him six months of of parole, and that'll be that. Meanwhile, and you, you, and you, you know, see? and you know how you know how you know that because they don't want to bring the gun charge. Because once the gun charge is a felony, right? Once you bring the gun charge into it, you know that they have studiously avoided explaining like how he's waving around an illegal gun in all these pictures. Because once you bring that gun charge in, then they got to charge him with a felony. This thing gets really complicated, and that may be the only way it gets complicated. So our, one of our good friends said, "No, no, that's not what's going to happen." Uh, Biden, they say that Biden is going to uh, pardon his son and then resign. Didn't I, didn't I have to listen to this like a couple of days ago? <laughs> All right, let's move on. Tucker, uh, episode one, Tucker on Twitter. I missed 70, it. 5 million. 5 million views already. And when was it? It was a 10-minute jag last night, right? Um, he went into a whole bunch of stuff about the uh, the hydro dam that was sabotaged in, out in, in uh, Ukraine, Ukraine yeah. um, and a few other things. Very Turns short out stuff like that happens in war. Very short and sweet, uh, but... Uh, Blowing it up on Twitter. Yeah. I'm still curious to see how much he's going to be able to monetize it. It's funny because uh, even though this is, as you mentioned, inside the Beltway, uh, uh, Taylor Lorenz from the Bezos Post said, oh, poor production value. And uh, he just, he can't compete with the big boys. Tucker retweeted a picture and circled his view, his, his views, <laughs> just basically yeah. roasted her. It's funny. I was talking about this last night at Nero of all places. We were like, I asked, I asked a simple question to Spencer Peterson. Oh, good. How's Spencer doing? He's good. He seems good. I, I, you know, they were talking about TV ads and whatnot. You know, but they were talking about uh, Tim Scott being on the View. Is what it was. Oh, okay. And I said, when was the last time anybody watched TV for more than like ten minutes in a row? No, I just, and it, just everybody around the circle kind of looked at. Well, you know, I I watched like TV clips on on you know YouTube and Twitter sometimes. I'm like, right, but I said, you know, finally one guy, a Senate staffer, came up and says, "Is I watched Tucker Carlson 
I'm like, but you watch the eight-minute monologue at the front of it and then forget the rest of it. And I think that's what Tucker's going to try to monetize, that eight-minute monologue. No, it was a 10-minute, well, eight plus the intro or the end. So right. no, would he you, actually went straight in and then did the thing at the would end. You, would, you pay, would you pay a buck to listen to that? I'll bet you a bunch of people would. I don't know. I don't know. I think he might. He's got to have some deal uh, with. Other with, thing going on? With Elon on getting a piece of advertising. What, whatever. Whatever. We'll see what Good luck. I'm 75 million. Like, he's, he's going to do okay. <laughs> All right. So, man. Congressman Garcia, who is the a top uh, uh, Homeland Security dog for the Democrats, uh, says he wanted to thank the Biden administration for avoiding disaster at the border after, after Title 42 ended. Yeah. Yeah. The drug cartels are basically running the southern border now. I don't understand why anybody pretends anything else. Well, your boy Vivek said he would. Ramishwamy. He said he's gonna, he's gonna send the uh, military down, take them out. No, I know. And when you think about it, there's nothing that says military capabilities more than some Indian dude from Ohio <laughs> went to Harvard. I'm like Vivek. You'd be that'd be a significantly stronger argument if you look like you'd ever taken a punch from anybody. In your okay, life. this is the clip of the week. Ding, 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 is ding, it? ding. Is there some kind of voting for that? Thank you very much, producer. The CEO of Ford, who, by the way, is cousins with Chris Farley, breaking news, said the quiet part out loud. The CEO I, of quiet, Ford. Two quiet parts. I'm Beautiful. Like, I'm, like that's a, how we're launching the Save Our Cars Coalition with exactly, that clip. That's, a, that's how we should. I mean, basically, hey, this is a vanity car and or no one's going to want to buy it who actually has to get stuff anywhere, like in a timely fashion. I was, it's your I was third just like, it's not for everyone. <laughs> it's not for everyone. Everybody, you're really rich, and you don't need it to like actually pr make a living. You know that was the great. Wow, thing. that was the great thing about that quote. It started off, "It's not for everyone," and by the end of the quote, it was like, "It's not for anyone." <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this guy's in marketing. To the to the guy who was asking the questions too, because that was the, right out of the box. Are you making these cars? I think the guy because you want to, or because you have to. A CNBC. I assume it was a CNBC. Fox Business, yeah. Everybody on these everybody on these business shows is like, you can't make this math work. Yeah. No matter how much you try, you can't make this math work. I'm very excited about this. This is going to be fun. It, we, we are. We are. I think we are. Uh, let's. We're ready to throw some. We're on the cusp. Some, we're yeah. on the cusp. Which could explain our blisters. So uh, the uh, minority leader in the House says that the Democrats and Biden are team reasonable and team normal and team get things done. Okay. I just want to point out that, in fact, they did drive a deal on the Republicans that was terrible. So they did. He may have something there. I don't know about the reasonable or normal, but they did get stuff done. Uh, I was going to say they get stuff done. They did, did more than our side managed to do most times. Announcements? What do you What do you have today? I don't know. What is it? June seventh? Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, I want to tell everybody who lives in Chesterfield County to vote for my little brother. My younger brother, he's bigger than I am. My younger brother for Commonwealth's attorney in the June 20th primary, um, Republican primary. Get down there and vote. Um, is it the um, most important election of our lifetime? It is the most important election of my lifetime. I'm certainly the most important election of his lifetime. You know, the funny thing is, he's always been a bit of an introvert, but it turns out he's a good candidate. Good. He likes people, but just the right amount, right? He doesn't, you know, he's not a Bill Clinton like people. He's a he's a normal he guy like stay people. for six hours. Yeah, like yeah, people. yeah. It's 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 been, it has been revelatory, as the young people like to say. Very good. Well, I wish him all the best. Yeah. Get out and vote, everybody. Uh, I would like to thank Steve for slinging some delicious pizzas last night, and uh, for the cigars and the wine. It was a nice evening. 
Sorry, I, I do it. want to apologize though if I got a little sappy towards the end there. Oh I think boy, the, uh, did you have the apple brandy? A bit too the much brandy was a little. It put me over the top. Okay, so. there was no hugging, was there? There was no hugging. Okay, there was, a, there was a bro like bump. But. No, that, okay, that's a little bit much, but right. still, but better. No, but as long as there's no hugging, you're safe. Uh, and then also, I want to thank Alex for the extra lift this week on the podcast. Uh, appreciate it, producer. Today in 1917, what happened this day in history? June 7, 1917, the first American troops showed up in Europe. No, sir. Dean Martin was born. Who? Dean Martin. Oh, that song, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Should have guessed that. I know. I gave you a big hint. Uh, 1929. You, you might get this one. June 7, 1929. 1929. Um, it has to do with politics and religion. The the Pope died. Some Pope no. died. Okay, go ahead. Get, get, what, what's what's my second choice? Uh, ratification of the Vatican City. Yes, I knew sir. It was something like yes, that. Yes, sir. The the uh, Lateran Treaty signed by Benito Mussolini. Yeah, Benito Mussolini and uh, Pius the Twelfth. Pietro right? Gaspari, Cardinal Secretary of State for the Papacy, ratified on this day in 1929 that Vatican City became a sovereign state. Longest, uh, short, smallest. Smallest nation in the on the planet right at the moment. 1942. I keep hoping Chesterfield's going to secede from everybody and be a smaller nation. Uh, 1942. June 7, 1942. The decisive. The decisive. Turning point. I have no. Important. Idea. Stalingrad? Battle. Of Stalingrad. Of. Kasserine Pass. Midway. Oh, that's right. In the this, Pacific. This was in the beginning of May, uh, June, rather. Yeah, yes, sir. Okay, I should have remembered that. One of the most decisive U.S. victories in its war against Japan comes to an end in a four-day sea and air battle. The outnumbered Pacific fleet succeeded in destroying four Japanese aircraft carriers with the loss of only one of its own, the Yorktown, thus reversing the tide against the previously, quote-unquote, invincible Japanese Navy. Learn an important lesson, ladies and gentlemen. The Americans are basically useless except when the chips are down. Bang. And then we become lethal. Ask, ask Washington at the Delaware or or um, Sherman at Shiloh or Nimitz at Midway. Well, we haven't been winning many lately. That's because the chips haven't been down. We're fighting these we're, I don't wanna, skirmishes. I, I don't want to call them pretend wars. We're fighting wars that are essentially wars of preference, not wars of necessity mm. or essentiality. Uh, I, I like the distinction. All right. Busy week in presidential politics. Pence is in. Christie's in. Some dude from North Dakota is in. Bird and Sununu is out. Yeah. We're up to what, 12 now? Uh, who cares? Um, it's so hard to care about this stuff at a certain point. Um yeah, you know, so basically, let, basically to give him credit. Doug Burgum, the governor of North Dakota, Burgumentum, is a um, it has been doing a lot of good stuff for the state of North Dakota. He literally represents like fourteen people. Uh, it, very wealthy individual, rags to riches story. Started a um, fertilizer. Wait, what did? It, let me see. I thought it was a, a chimney guy. sweeping service in Fargo, out of a friend's <sighs> pickup truck. And then founded a business um, that ended up selling to Microsoft for uh, billions million, of dollars. Yeah, billions of dollars, and still decided to leave, leave, so. live in North Dakota. Uh, it, it the guy's the mayor of Fargo. I mean, we get the mayor of Miami talking about running for president I know, too. Right? I, that you know what my attitude is. 
sure, whatever. It, it It's like 2016 all over again, except without any of the charm. I mean, it's... It, no Jeb, though. I haven't heard a Bush coming in yet. Well, the great thing about 2016 is everybody, like, a Jeb land was like, Jeb, Jeb, Jeb's going to win, Jeb's going to win. And I always said, I said, like, from the get-go, he's not going to survive his first contact with the voters. And then he didn't. And then everybody's cool. sort of like, hey, you were right. I'm like, it was so fun, that cycle. This was gonna, an interesting cycle. This one's going to be dismal. It's going to be unhappy. We're going to have 15 people debating. Vivek Ramaswamy is going to get on the debate stage and call everybody a communist. It's going to be great. Except for Trump. And Pence. By the way, Mike Pence, better, angel, better angels of our nature. I, I don't know how to say this, so I just want to just say it. Candidates, people in office, guys who have speechwriters. You need to fire all of your speech. Anybody who's got speechwriter on the resume, you should fire them right away because they're just regurgitating this crap. Better age of energy. He stole that from Lincoln. Lincoln, for God's oh, sake. Oh, we brought Lincoln back up No, again. I'm just I'm saying. trying to recruit Reese he stole, to start listening he stole it from brought the, up Lincoln. He so. stole it from the second inaugural address <laughs> of Lincoln. I'm like, how desperate are you that you're swiping stuff from Lincoln? Peace through strength. I'm just seriously, fire your speechwriters. Hire some 25-year-old who's got some edge to him. All right. Um, By the way, any, who, anything else on the, you, on the presidential yeah, Do you think stuff? Mike Pence is going to win? I do not. Um, I don't think he's going to win. No. Why do you think these guys run? I I mean. Why does Bergam run? What 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 drives people somebody? People feel like they have something to offer. Like what? It's. Like what? Part of the process. I, the primary voters will make those decisions. I, I hate it when you sound like a campaign <laughs> operative. <laughs> Go ahead. <clears throat> All right, rebel rebels. Uh, the the uh, Freedom Caucus took down a rule yesterday. Uh, I wish they would have chosen a different bill than the ban the gas stove ban the ban of gas stoves bill. Uh, I think they stepped on the message a little bit. They could have taken the rule down on the Rains Act since we've passed that like six or eight or ten times. So they got to do it. Some they're frustrated. They didn't like the debt deal. They do so something. they just killed the rule on the gas stove uh, regulation. Um, I'm okay with it. I think we have some unresolved issues from last week. What do we said have from Rep. Last Scott Perry, oh, who Scott leads Perry. the Freedom Caucus, <clears throat> asked about issues, those issues, Perry, who didn't join the rebellion, said only, there are a lot of them, quote unquote. Yeah, I think that's safe so. to say. Freedom Caucus voted against advancing two bills that would prohibit the Biden administration from regulating gas stoves. GOP leaders got no heads up about their plan. Good. So. Steve Everly must be two things. Steve Everly must be pulling out his hair now. Yeah. Um, so I so I feel bad for Steve. I'm sorry about that, Steve. Yeah. Um, the other thing I said this last week, and everybody threw rocks at me. I will say it again. I think the speaker's on a clock. Yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, don't know how long it is, but it's not a year and a half clock. He's on a clock. You know that that this thing is going to start to if it's if it's not a good deal, it's going to start to smell bad pretty quick. Here's an interesting stat: the last time the House defeated a procedural rule for debate on legislation was 2002. Yeah, this was this was the House this was the House Republicans in 2002. I can't was remember this the Medicare. Was it? Was that what I it was? It over? was the yeah, first, the first run at the Medicare deal. I, I remember it because yeah. I was like, I really wasn't even working it, but I was on the hill that day, yeah, and yeah. like everybody was asking, like, what should I do? What should I have my guy do? What should I have my guy do? And it was all like, vote yes on the rule and no on the underlying. But apparently, they, I remember this. They yes. got enough to kill the rule yeah. too, and it was just a shock to the system. I have to say, uh, 
that is one piece of legislation that I think Tom DeLay probably regrets having done so much to help get over the finish line. Yeah, go with that. I think that was probably, uh, I mean, he put a lot of political capital into that, and I'm guessing he would probably rethink that now if he had a chance to. Um, okay, so this came from Reuters. Oil prices ease as economic fears overshadow Saudi output cut. The uh, yeah. uh, oil mm. prices ease Tuesday. Worries about sluggish economic growth could reduce energy demand, outweighed Saudi Arabia's pledge to deepen output cuts. Brent futures fell 34 cents to 76 bucks a barrel. Um, weaker demand, stronger non-OPEC supply, slower economic growth in China, and potential recessions in the U.S. and Europe mean the Saudi cut is unlikely to achieve a sustainable price increase into the high 80s and low 90s. Yeah, well, with the Saudis, two things. First off, what the Saudis have done now in their last three sequence, last three cuts, they have um, codified what was already happening, right? You know, they, they de facto cut on the part of everybody. They just codified it. That's thing one. Thing two is... OPEC, like everybody else, is walking into this ocean and trying to feel where they're going to lose their footing, right? Where where you have to start swimming. How how deep is this recession going to be? How long? How much? Nobody has a good feel for it because the data is sort of – It's sticky. It's mixed. The data is mixed. It's sticky. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Uh, so – one more here on energy. This is actually pretty good. Another Reuters piece. Insurers Climate Alliance loses nearly half its members after more quit. There's a jailbreak. This is last week, right? The jailbreak yeah. happened last. It was a jailbreak. Everybody just got Eight. out all at once. Three more insurance companies, including Tokyo Marine, have left a UN-backed Net Zero Climate Alliance, leaving the group with about half the number of members it counted two months ago as insurers take fright at U.S. political pressure. That, uh, blah, that, blah, blah. Republicans uh, pounce, mounted a campaign. Such nonsense. Against financial institutions, collaborating to try to curb emissions and... Attorneys general have focused, uh, turned their focus on insurers by accusing them of potentially breaching antitrust laws in the U.S. That is such nonsense. That is not why the insurers are getting out of this thing. They're getting out of this thing because they don't want to. They don't want to have any any international group tell them what to do. Spain-based Grupo Catalania Occidente said in a statement it was withdrawing and that it believed it could quote continue the path of advancing our sustainability objectives individually outside the alliance. They must have been subject to the pressure of the Republican attorneys general yes. in Spain. Yes. So, yeah, it's it's pretty cool how quickly this is cascading, right? Um it you know the the um Martin Feldstein, the great economist who was Reagan's first CEA chair, used to say that things that can't continue won't. I think we're, we're watching some stuff that can't continue, not continuing. All right. Here's another one. Um, thank, thankfully, Ford said the quiet part out loud, but this, this kind of you know cements this. Um, this is from an outlet called This Is Money. Volvo says emissions from making EVs could be 70% higher. Then petrol models and claims it can take up to nine years of driving before they become greener. Who said this? Volvo. 
Yeah. Claims carbon intensive production for battery and steel makes its C40 EV more polluting to manufacture than an AC40 with a petrol engine. Okay, I don't know what petrol might be, but um, it's oh, one I'm, more, I'm, one more bullet. One here. more, yeah. Current global electricity mix it needs to be driven almost seventy thousand miles, nine years, based on average UK mileage to offset its higher production emissions. Yeah, yeah. The um, so this this is actually easy to explain. I don't know why people have trouble with it, so I'm going to try real quick. When you get when you get a an electric vehicle delivered to you to your house or to the dealership, you are looking at the product of a half a million pounds of mining. And all of that means all oh, the, don't forget the processing. Well, that's what I'm saying. All yep. the diesel, all the diesel engines that are involved in mining and processing that stuff. So when you when it actually comes to the dealership or to your house, you already have a it's it's like it's it's carbon footprint already is about 20, 25 tons, depending on the size of the car. And uh, a, a a similar gas powered vehicle I, again no clue what petrol might be um, similar gas powered vehicle essentially gets delivered with almost no carbon emissions whatsoever right so since steel and plastics and aluminum are now essentially zero emissions all by themselves so anyway so yeah sixty thousand depending on where you live when your electricity mix sixty thousand miles seventy thousand miles eighty thousand miles we're talking about. CO two emissions. Yeah, we're not. Ta we're talking about carbon dioxide. Yeah, it's carbon dioxide. This, 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 and the thing is, once you get to sixty thousand, seventy thousand, you're gonna have to flip the battery out and start Where all over again. Where are you put the battery? Yeah, it, it, right. it. This, it, this thing again. This, you asked about the who asked the Ford guy the questions. These morning guys everywhere, Fox and CNBC, have been skeptical about electric vehicles because they all they're all math guys at some fundamental level. They're just like. This math is nonsense. It doesn't fuzzy, make any sense at all. These H are not zero emission vehicles. Fuzzy math is HW. Not say. zero fuzzy emission math. vehicles. So this is these are all very important um, because I think they all help to sort of undermine the main argument for them in the first place. But what's going to happen, what's going to put us over the top, I think, is when the public understands that these schemes by the Biden administration, Governor Gavin and others are nothing more than an attempt to reduce the number of vehicles available for purchase, period. That's right. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. That's what this is all about. Because they want you out of a car. They want you. They want you to sit around in a city driving the riding a bus and riding a subway. Uh, you know, I lived in New York. I'm in Philly. I'm perfectly comfortable with that, but it should be everybody's choice. That's right. I'm not sure New York's meant for everybody. All right. This is uh, from the world of sports. This is from uh, CNBC yesterday, bombshell news. PGA Tour agrees to merge with Saudi-backed rival Liv LIV Golf. So uh, if you can't beat them, join them. The PGA Tour agreed to merge uh, with Rival, which is backed by the Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund, an entity controlled by the Saudi Crown Prince. The proposed merger comes after the PGA Tour and Liv have been embroiled in lawsuits regarding antitrust claims. The deal would end all pending litigation. PGA has agreed to merge with Liv Rival in a deal that would see the competitors Squash pending litigation move towards a larger golf enterprise. Now, I think the 
the deal here is that all the players who went over got that huge payday. Yeah. Are going to keep all that. Sure, of course. And the suckers who stayed at the PGA are watching, looking at them going, what? you had me fighting <laughs> for this brand. It, Where's it, my payday? Yeah. Two things. Three things, actually. One, who could possibly care about golfers? Um, they are, they are the, the least useful people in our society, um, professional golfers. I want you to think about that sentence for a second. Um, so that's one. Two is... I, I guess I, I guess I understand why everyone's annoyed at the Saudis because they did, in fact, I mean, 19 of their nationals did, in fact, fly those planes into the World Trade Center. Um, but I'm not sure that they're the responsibility of the Saudi government any more than any 19 Americans are the responsible for the United States government. Um, and the last thing is I kind of wonder about this because everybody all got all upset about the Saudis. But we tolerate the Chinese. We tolerate far worse from the Chinese in terms of um, interaction with the American economy and who gets paid and who doesn't in this country. And nobody says a word. Nobody says a blessed word. I'm like, all these people on TV screaming bloody murder? I guarantee you 50 – I guarantee you they then got on their phones, some of which were made in China, and complained to their friends and posted their things on Facebook and got on TikTok – you know, Trump was on the – Trump was a big L-I-B, L-I-B, yeah. L.I.B. guy. Yeah. And this is what he quoted last – this is what he truth socialed yeah. last July. Is that what we're calling it now, the way by truth social? I don't know. Yeah. I, I bumped into Devin this morning. Yes. Yeah. So all of these golfers that remain quote-unquote loyal to the very disloyal PGA, does it sound like <laughs> Trump? In all of its different forms, will pay a big price when the inevitable all-caps merger – with LIV comes, and you get nothing but a big quote-unquote thank you from PGA officials who are making millions of dollars a year. If you don't take the money now, you'll get nothing after the merger takes mm-hmm. place. And only say how smart the original signees were. Good luck to all, and congratulations to really talented Cam Smith on his incredible win. It, it, it's, he may be right, right? The other thing that's kind of interesting is to watch all of the what's happened in the last couple of weeks is everybody associated with the the live guys have have either skedaddled and either have registered under Farah retroactively or they've skedaddled and are, are no doubt going to register but the the exit makes me think that they all knew right you and and it was it's going to look bad for campaigns and these guys are all tangled up in cam- political campaigns yeah it's going to look bad if I, I this thing has the feel of like a um of a uh, whoever 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 investigates mergers, it's it's the yeah, trade yeah, commission. The trade, yeah, 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 trade commission. FTC. Or yeah, I, I think it's FTC. Tra- it's DOJ. DOJ. Yeah, yeah. Tra- I gotta believe. I gotta believe everybody in G- DOJ. I should know this. My one of my uh, my wife's cousin is a. She does this. She stuff. does this for a living. I gotta think. They gotta think. There's guys at DOJ who are like, wow, that seemed to be like a whole lot of guys who made good decisions all at the same time. I wonder what they knew, right? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, you, did you know that Biden was also a football player? I didn't know if you were aware of that. Yeah, he was a backup quarterback in high school. Uh, <clears throat> hold on, let me play this clip. The three of you had one of the same coaches that I had, great Tubby Raymond, who was named, who was, um, anyway, he's a hell of a coach. I played freshman football at Delaware and uh, ended up lower, 
I shouldn't say this, but you had to have a 2-0 to keep going. I had a 2-9-9. I mean, a 1-9-9. My mother made me quit, but I went back out my, uh, my junior year to play in my senior year. And uh, while Tubby was the assistant coach, I played defensive back. And uh, after running the drills uh, in that, that spring practice, he came over and he said, Biden, now he kind of <coughs> coughed when he talked to you like this. Some of them remember this. You run faster backwards than anyone I've ever seen. Well, my political opposition thinks the same thing of me. <laughs> Was this at the Air Force this Academy? Was the Chiefs deal, right? He had all the Chiefs up up at the White oh, House. Can you God imagine almighty. these players God almighty. Sitting, sitting around in the background behind him? Like You should see the look on some of their faces. I, how do you, Go I was back say, and look how, at the clip. How can you possibly so stay in character? things that Joe Biden has done, which he actually hasn't done. He's a professor. Uh, he was a defensive he, he had back cancer, for the Blue Hands. The, the, the cancer was raining down on Delaware. Like it was, you had to wash wind windshields. Yeah, he, 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 now a defensive back for the Blue Hands in uh, in uh, in his senior year. I <sighs> yikes! I just somebody make it's, it. Somebody make it stop. I just leave it there. Make we, it it's stop. not necessary to spend any more time. Make talking it about stop. It. I just it was pretty funny. All right, so I have the uh, the California section of our of our unregulated podcast. I will, I will note you're wearing your official In and Out California shirt. That's right. That's right. My favorite part of California. This is from National Review, owner of two of San Francisco's largest hotels, pulling out of city, quote unquote, path to recovery remains clouded. Um, park hotels and resorts said Monday it was stopping payment on a $725 million loan secured by the two hotels, the 1921-room Hilton San Francisco Union Square and the 1,024-room Park 55. Thomas J. Baltimore Jr., CEO of the Virginia-based company, called the decision, quote, very difficult but necessary, noting high record high downtown office vacancy, concerns over street conditions, and reduced convention business. They're closing Park 55 and the Hilton at Union Square? Yes, they are. The Hilton at Union Square has got to be the biggest hotel in that city. And Park 55 has got to be like one or two or three of that. you got to be kidding me. The uh, After much thought and consideration, we believe it is in the best interest for Park's stockholders to materially reduce our current exposure to the San Francisco market. In other words, get the hell out of Dodge. Baltimore said. In the wow. Statement. Now more than ever, we believe San Francisco's path to recovery remains clouded and elongated by major challenges, both old and new. I don't know what the old ones are. I'd be interested in hearing what they think about the new. I guess you're never going to get that in a press release. That is remarkable news right there. It's, a, it's for those of you who haven't been to San Francisco, it's the equivalent of like if the... Hinkley Hilton closed up in D.C. and uh, I don't know, like the the um, that god awful thing that the press club is in, the J.R. Marriott. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. that thing. Yeah. yeah, it'd be like if those two closed on the same weekend. Well, um, and then of course, meanwhile, Governor Gavin uh, Ron DeSantis continues to live in rent free in Gavin's head. <laughs> What's he complaining? Uh, What's he complaining about this? This time? is also from Fox News. Newsom threatens DeSantis kidnapping charges amid migrant uh, migrant flights to Sacramento. 
So basically, uh, apparently, and this is classic, right? I guess there was about nine, 16 illegal uh, migrants in Florida. They all signed waivers. They knew exactly where they were going. I guess they, they uh, bust them to New Mexico and then flew them to Sacramento. Yeah. And Gavin's AG is on the circuit on the MSNBC circuit saying that they're going to be, he's going to be tried for kidnapping under California law. Okay. So then it, they released videos of them like being told specifically that they're going to Sacramento to look for opportunities and they signed the waivers and they did all this stuff st shortly thereafter. It's like all this stuff going on. Can, can, can these guys do anything right? All this stuff going on in California and He's he's got plenty of time. Nothing's going wrong in California. Everything's fine. Quit your he can't, can't spend ten minutes running the state. He's got to spend all of the. He was on the. Saki's got this new. She's she's she doing these show. hard hitting yeah. interviews with all of her friends. She had him on, and he was railing on DeSantis's uh, concealed carry deal, and blaming the the shooting on it. It doesn't even take effect. Until like July first. Why 1st. does he care? He lives in. Why does he care? He lives in California. Yeah. So, anyways, I don't even care. Governor Gavin, take care of San Francisco, Seriously, man. man. Worry about your hotels that are leaving. Worry about the fact that you're becoming Newark. I I am out. I'm done. What do you have on your list? Anything? I literally have nothing because I've just given up hope. I don't. <laughs> I just don't care anymore. No, that don't say it ain't so, man. I, okay, it's not so. I have lots of hope, just not for anything that's happening in this town, which is now empty. On a Wednesday, it's now empty and well, smoky. Today's Thursday. Today's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Today's, Holy crap. Today's Wednesday, dumb. You're right. <laughs> it's on, Wednesday. Man. Jeez. <laughs> Feels like Thursday. I've been working too hard this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I have uh, a closer. You, you sure You sure? like a calendar reset wasn't closer enough? No, I have a closer. Okay. Here we go. There are questions, though, that a lot of people have. Even Congressman Dean Phillips, who's a colleague and a friend of yours, says he shouldn't run. I want to ask you about the last time he was in Minnesota, because you were there mm -hmm. at Cummins Manufacturing up in Fridley. And you gave a rousing speech. The governor gave a rousing speech. Tina Smith spoke, spoke with a lot of energy and verb. And when the president came on, a number of reporters were going, what's the deal? There was very low energy. He seemed exhausted, frankly. Um, he looked older. <laughs> and, you know, I think people will look at that and see things. And obviously, I feel almost sorry for him for having fallen. The cameras capture it. But um, what do you say about that? Because there are times where he does appear frankly old. You know, he's always had this somewhat understated style. I mean, right. I know I debated him. I ran against him <laughs> yeah. for him. And I know that he is someone that feels very deeply about things. He's just not someone that gets up and yells all the time. <laughs> you know, that was Senator Klobuchar. You know what? Very diplomatic. Next time my kids say I'm old, I'm just going to say I'm not old. I'm understated. I have a somewhat understated <laughs> style. <laughs> All right, I gotta run. I gotta hit. I gotta catch a flight. Beautiful. So this is this is the 135th episode of the Unregulated Podcast, and peace out. We're closed up. Namaste. Hey.